We'll also talk about that latest blog article you had about being able to like you know, smell pappy or like make a pappy snow strip. It would be very helpful to me if we could go through this without using the phrase smell pappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. On today's podcast, we have Tom Johnson and Robert Moore of Aroma Academy, who are going to be talking about sensory training for bourbon. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. We're back with another episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. My name is Kenny, and as always, I have Ryan here with me. Ryan, how was your Thanksgiving? Good, man. Uh, I'm still recovering of all the bloated and salty bourbon and food and bourbon i'm just recovering but feeling good it was awesome to see family open some really good bottles and so what bottles did you open well i got a michter's toasted uh a new release like actually on wednesday uh got that so we opened that and then uh opened some weller 12 175s i've been holding on to and then uh some elbertili nothing crazy but stuff i've just been holding on to till i got a couple extras and then shared them with the family or whatever. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I went up to Ohio and uh, most of my family is actually from Ohio. And if anybody out there, they they may not know it, but from what I hear on all all the, through the, the tales of Twitter and everything like that is Ohio is just a wasteland for bourbon. And so I brought up some of the bottles that I already had opened 
Um, so I, I brought up one of my lot B's and Weller 12 and some Willet and stuff like that. And they were, they were going crazy. And of course you know, they see the lot B and they're like, I've got to try the Pappy. I've right. got to figure out Pappy's exactly. all about. Yada, yada, yada. And then I didn't want to be like, no, this isn't technically Pappy. I didn't want to get into that whole, that whole and nonsense. And then they're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to get that whole nonsense with them, but you know, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't really break out any new bottles. I actually just started organizing everything i had to take everything i've got like six boxes full of uh, bottles in the basement that i've been storing and uh and i took all the open ones out of there and finally put them on my actual liquor shelf in my dining room so now i actually have an organized way of knowing uh what bottles i have open and what bottles i don't so at least i uh, at least i have that going for me right now that is nice and yeah it's funny you say that about the lot b i brought mine as well and out of all the bottles like Everybody in my family really loved the Elmer T. Lee, and I'm like, well, that's only $40, and you can find it typically you know, two or three times a year. So it just shows you that you don't have to go for that pappy to get the, the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. You know, and we kind of talked about, um, you know, I said I have a, a bunch of bourbon bottles in my basement. You know, I did, some, I did some research on this, and there's always a lot of questions that come up on forums, and people say, like, if, if you have an extensive bourbon collection, like, or even whiskey collection, even uh, spirits collection for that matter, like, how do you store it? Like, what's the best way? And um, one of the things that is very um, uh, prevalent is that it, it's not the same as storing wine. Um, so of course it's, it's sort of like wine, you know, you want to stay away from high temperatures because, um, if, if anybody knows this, especially here in Kentucky, if you go like shopping in the midsummer and you go to the liquor store and you, you put a bottle of bourbon in your trunk and then you go into the office for a few hours, you might yeah, find it'll out be about 110 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're to find out that the cork actually popped off the bottle because, um, it, it, all that stuff, it expands and it can actually pop it out. Right. So you end up with some, with some damaged stuff in your car. Um, but you know, for extended periods, you know, they can, it can actually dry out the cork if you do that. So every once in a while you got to go and you got to flip the bottles upside down. You got to get those corks a little bit wet. You know, um, the other thing is with bourbon bottles, you have to store them in an upright location. Like you can't put them on their sides, right? Because the thing is, is that the alcohol in the bourbon can eat away at the corks. And I actually found that one out firsthand. So I've got an old Jim Beam decanter. That's a model, model T. And the, the actual opening for it is like kind of like on the trunk or the rear of the car. And so all the bourbon was sitting up against the, the edge of the, the car and the cork has completely evaporated into, uh-huh. into the bourbon. Right. So those are one of the things that you have to understand. And, um, you know, some people talked about temperatures, um, you know, always, you know, sunlight and heat are the enemies. Um, 56 degrees is, is like a, a really good place to, uh, to keep it, you know, store it upright because, um, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, you don't want to have it too cold, um, because the fats will separate, um, and stuff like that. So, wow. I didn't know it could be so advanced. Mine just sits in the basement. It <laughs> seems to do just fine. That's, so. that's what mine's in the basement too. But I mean, I guess there are, there are ways that people go crazy about, you know, uh, you know, getting humidity levels to a, a perfect way and stuff like that and making sure, again, again, you know, my, it's, my bourbon collection isn't near extensive as some of these pictures that I see, but, uh, still, I guess that's one of the things you have to, uh, take into consideration if you want to uh, make sure your investment isn't going to go bad. I absolutely, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we talk about today's show? I think I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I first, with wine, really liked smelling wine, and and obviously a good part of drinking bourbon is doing all the aromas and smelling it. I don't know exactly what I'm smelling 
And so I'm excited to talk to these guys to kind of steer me in the direction. I just know if something smells hot or, or uh, you know, it's got the caramel or vanilla aromas and stuff. But I, I think this will be a really cool show for our for our listeners. I think so too because I'm I'm in the same boat with you, right? I I smell something and I'm like, well, it smells like bourbon. I guess we can probably drink it, right? Right, you're right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and we'll introduce our guests. So today we have Tom Johnson and Robert Moore of Aroma Academy. So, fellas, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. Okay. Yes. So let's go ahead um, and we'll let each of you kind of just go ahead and give us a, a quick intro of first about um, who you are and how you got into bourbon in the first place. Tom, you want to go first? I'm a, darted out as a writer and have become kind of an entrepreneur. Robert and I have been uh, involved in a couple of startups together. I, I came to bourbon actually through wine. I was very serious about wine for a while and was a professional wine writer for a while. And living in Louisville, as I do, it, as bourbon started to become less of a commodity and more of a, a, of a higher end specialty beverage, I sort of drifted into bourbon in a kind of formal way. And uh, it, ha- it holds for me many of the same attractions as wine. And it's really cool because 95% of it is local. So it's a little bit like living in wine country. This is Robert. I uh, I came to, uh, well, I, I grew up in, in somewhat of a uh, European household. My father is from South Africa, and, and my lineage goes back to the Boers that uh, that fought the British in the Boer War. So uh, I come some, from some hardy stock. And uh, we, uh, uh, I was taught to uh, appreciate wine at a very early age. I was about three feet tall. Of course, they diluted my wine with a lot of water at the time. Which is probably pretty good. Uh, uh, and then uh, I, I began uh, exploring Scotch after uh, after many years of, of collecting wine. Then I moved to Kentucky, moved to, to Louisville, and can't get away from bourbon here. And it just my my palate evolved, and uh, and bourbon is just a wonderful thing. Uh, and I'm glad I came to it, started learning about it. And really wanted to know about spirits. It's always been a, spa- a passion of mine. So uh, I took some classes and uh, became a certified executive bourbon steward as with the uh, State of Thieves Society, uh, which is located here in Louisville. And went on to get my uh, certification uh, in spirits, as well as uh, Tom and I are both uh, certified with the uh, Wine and Spirits Education Trust in, in out of Europe. Well, awesome. So nice. one of the um, so you guys work for uh, or you 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 run Aroma Academy, and the tagline is. Sensory training for drinks professionals, or, or maybe you should call it, you know, sensory training for drinking professionals. I don't know what the, the better tagline is there, right? <laughs> um, we, like, we like to actually say that our graduates smell better. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so talk about what is Aroma Academy? Aroma Academy was developed about 12 years ago by this uh, really ad scientist in Scotland. He's a perfumer by trade, and uh, his name is Dr. George Dodd. And he's a Scotch enthusiast. He really started the Aroma Academy to uh, explore the science of flavor and the sense of smell. And he realized that people in the in the, especially in the wine industry and uh, and all over really have never trained their nose, their sense of smell. Everybody trains their you know. You're taught to feel as a child. You're taught to touch. Your mother holds you. You 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 touch things. You feel things. You're taught to observe. You're taught to see, you're taught to listen, and you're taught to taste. But tasting is really not that much about taste. It's more about flavor. And your tongue is a blunt instrument. Your tongue can recognize five flavors. It can recognize sweet, salty, sour, 
bitter and umami. Everything else is aroma. 95% of your ability to discern specific flavors comes from your sense of smell. The, a very small portion comes from your actual tongue. Dr. Dodd uh, created Aroma Academy and uh, created the aroma kits and subsequently uh, developed curriculums for training your sense of smell. Uh, the, the kits actually are comprised of, of 24. We've got both 12 and 24 uh, quantity aromas um, that that are very specific aromas that relate specifically to one spirit. And what you do is you you take a perfumer strip, you dip it in the aroma because the aromas are, are stabilized in alcohol so that they can keep for, for upwards of three years or more. You let the alcohol dissipate a little bit and then you smell the aroma and you connect it with the with the word. So vocabulary is critical in this situation. You've, you've got vanilla, you smell it, you say the word vanilla, and if you do that over time and you use the kits, you're going to be able to recognize that in a drink. A drink is uh, really a, a complete and complex compound. And try and get under the alcohol when you're, when you're smelling it and really identify the individual notes is very difficult. To deconstruct a, a beverage is hard. I mean, you, you said it yourself. Hey, it smells great. It smells like vanilla. Let's drink it. You know. <laughs> well, there's more than just smelling it. There's actually when you taste it on the tongue, it's evaporating, and your nose is getting a lot of the uh, a lot of the flavor as well. So you're tasting it both with your tongue and your nasal uh, your your olfactory system at the same time. If you hold your nose and try and eat something, you're not going to taste much flavor. You've been, you've had your nose stuffed up, and you've been uh, you've been sick sometime when when you, you couldn't breathe through your nose. You also notice that you can't taste anything. Nothing nothing tastes great at the time. It's because your olfactory senses are so critical to your ability to to discern. Flavor. If I could jump in here for a second, one of the theories of the Aroma Academy training is that rather than taking, Robert used the word deconstruct, rather than taking the complex nose of a bourbon, which has many aromas in it, what we do is we teach people to recognize a single aroma, whether it's vanilla, which is the most common in bourbon, or tart green apple, which is a little rarer and very subtle to pick up. And when you meet those aromas and get to know those aromas as individuals, it becomes a lot easier to pick them out of the crowd that is the nose of the bourbon. Um, we have this experience all the time in our training where we'll, we use Apple as an example where people, uh, we love to ask them if anybody get, notices Apple in the bourbon nose, and almost nobody ever does. Then we put them through the training with the, with the strip of the green apple aroma, and we go back and forth between the bourbon and the apple and the bourbon and the apple. And by the end of the session, people are, are able to pick the apple out as an individual aroma. And so that's the theory, is you're doing it one aroma at a time. And, and you build up the individual notes into a, a complete uh, flavor profile. Tom likes to say you, you pick that person out of the crowd. It's a lot like meeting somebody for the first time. You smell the aroma, you say the word, then the next time you see them in a crowd, you can pick you you know them immediately with these these different test strips and the and the way that these um, that you're you're teaching now are the smells going to be common between everybody like it's a test like it's like name the five smells that are in here or is it is it kind of like what do you get out of it like do I smell like chocolate cherries where somebody else doesn't smell that 
Well, that's the precise key to the to the training program. When you train yourself with these, they've trained thousands of professionals in in Europe, uh, Asia, and and uh, uh, the UK. They've trained thousands of professionals to do this. And when one of those professionals smells vanilla and says vanilla, the other guy knows what he's talking about. By training with these kits, even though everybody's sense of smell is different, you're smelling an, an aroma of apple and you're saying apple. And the person that, that has also been trained looks at you and says, yeah, I get that. They may be smelling something, smelling the apple differently because their, their uh, olfactory system is different but you're going to be able to have a consistent vocabulary. It's really about uh, a shared experience. One of the, uh, the stories I like to tell uh, when uh, I was taste- at a wine tasting, and it was a very famous sommelier. She, she had a show on PBS, and she had, a, had us tasting a white wine. And she said, okay, close your eyes. You're in a field of tall grass. We're kind of like, okay, we're with you. The grass is, uh, the grass is damp. It's autumn. We were still with her. Wild horses run past you. And there she stopped. So we kind of smelled the, the, the white wine and tasted it and thought, you know, we didn't know what the hell she was talking about, basically. <laughs> You're like, is this a meditation, Buddhist meditation <laughs> camp? But, but she had that experience. I'm sure that that white wine tasted exactly like wild horses running through a wet field for her. You know? <laughs> but, but because we didn't have the shared experience... Uh, we had no idea what she was talking about. By saying Apple and being trained in Apple from the kit, then, you know, if you were trained, I would say Apple and you'd say, yeah, I get that because you're smelling that Apple. You're smelling that that individual note. That makes sense. Now, now yes. I feel like next time I go out with Ryan, we're going to be like, all right, it smells like it's I'm in a freshly cut lawn. I have puppies <laughs> running all over me. <laughs> and, and fertilizer. <laughs> It is funny you say that because, like, I'll I'll taste a bourbon and then I'll look it up, you know, on Distiller or, or any other publication that does reviews, and it's like you, you look for what they say they notice, and then you kind of notice it too after the facts. Like at first taste, you're like, "Oh, that's good," and then you read about the scripture, you're like, "Oh, I do see that," or "I do taste that." Precisely. That's not just the power of suggestion. When someone says they get something and you go back into it and and find it yourself. Each of us is differently sensitized. Someone may be able to uh, pick something up really easily that would be much more subtle for you. And so when they say, oh, I smell this, and you haven't yet, now you have something to go look for. Again, the kind of training that we do is take that general principle and make it methodical. We have 24 aromas that we train people on. Um, There are obviously many more aromas than that in the, the vast range of bourbons that are on the market now. But those are the 24 key aromas. If you get 24 of those, or let's let's be realistic. If if you can get to the point where you've got 10 or 12 of those that you can you can pick up with a snap of a finger, you're doing pretty well. You're going to be a rock star taster. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner, 
that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. So we've talked about vanilla and green apple. So what are some of those other key aromas that, that people usually kind of want to find in your, your strips? Because I, I, when, I, when I smell a lot of stuff, I always pick up a lot of notes of cherry, sometimes chocolate, um, and of course, like vanilla, maybe some kind of like nuttiness. Um, Hot tamales for me. <laughs> That's a new That's, one. Yeah, but you need to maybe adjust your bourbon selection. <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to have you're going to have caramel. You're going to have buttery butterscotch, brown spices, cherry. Like you said, cocoa. You're going to notice the corn, uh, the aroma of corn underneath there. Leather, malt, maple syrup, tobacco, orange peel. You know, citrus of some kind. You're obviously going to notice the oak and, and the the vanilla. Uh, vanilla is is almost in every everything because it's the the wonderful thing about vanilla is it is something that is so comforting to everybody. Everybody loves it, and there's a there's a really base reason why, and it goes back to to when we were infants. Vanilla is one of the key aromas in mother's milk. So if you were, and they put it in Similac too. So if you weren't if you weren't breastfed. You are still gonna gonna be comforted by by uh, by the aroma of vanilla in uh, in anything because you're so it it was it was it was the first thing you the first comfort you had and one of the first experiences you had ever <laughs> in this world. So my home's filled with vanilla. I just had twins, so I'll start picking up on that between that between that and Yankee candles. Yeah. Right. If if you if you go to our website, which is aromaacademy.us, uh, we have not just the bourbon kit. The bourbon the bourbon training is brand new. It's it's actually not out yet. It's going to be it's going to be. Shipment is just just set up to come from the UK. We're yeah. we're uh, awaiting it any day now. We have we have gin. We have we have some other things and some more stuff coming out. Uh, but you can go to the website and read the whole list of all the aromas. It's really. It's really very interesting the process that that uh, we go through to to pick out what are the key aromas and what will best express the full range of a drink category. Yeah, when we were working on the bourbon kit, we had we had to pick from uh, nine samples of butterscotch. <laughs> so, wow, 
Wow. Was, you must have a really refined uh, nose to be able to to be able to do that because I there's just no way. Well, it, and and it's all about training. Uh, Tom and I have been have been nosing uh, wines for for most of our lives, and and uh, and once once I got into Scotch, the same thing. All the peaty, leathery, uh, sweet, and uh, and uh, smoky. I mean, and then. Moving on to bourbon, I just, you know, bourbon is just, of course, we live in Louisville, Kentucky, so we're a little biased. But, and, uh, and not not everybody is as good at it as, as some people are. Robert is significantly better at it than I am. I don't have a really well-developed nose. But even if you're not some kind of freak the way Robert is, <laughs> you can latch on to five or six things that you can get, and they can be your guide as you sample bourbons and then figure out what you're going to like and what you should try next and, and, and where you should put your, your investment dollars. Even if you just get a few other aromas down it, really does help guide your your exploration now since you guys have a lot of lot of history in this has there ever been a bourbon scotch or wine that you've nosed and then you've said nope i'm not even going to try to drink that <laughs> uh, uh, more no. time, like here to mention <laughs> some kt and it doesn't happen with whiskey uh but it, but it certainly happens with wine you're talking to someone who has in his liquor cabinet, mushroom-infused vodka. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my standards are, 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 let's call them broad. I was about to say, that, that totally beats the uh, the sort of cotton candy-flavored vodka you usually see on some <laughs> yeah. shelves. It's really good in Bloody Marys. We haven't found uh, another. I can imagine. There's another um, kind of a, a funny thing you all did on your blog when you talked about creating, I guess you'd say, like a nosing sample of Pappy Van Winkle. Can you talk about that a little bit? When the when the uh, Scotch kit was developed, uh, it's actually a, a whiskey kit, which is geared to Scotch and and uh, Irish whiskey because you know the guys that developed it are are Scottish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they put together a whole list of Scotch. They actually have the different numbers of uh, of the the aromas that you put together. You take the aroma strips and you dip them in each of the aromas that that they have listed. And they did one uh, for us up in up in uh, Chicago right off the cuff and nailed Talisker. Just nailed it. I mean. Instantly, they, they brought out the Talisker uh, flavor profile with four strips of, that were dipped in aromas. And anybody that you waved it in front of that's familiar with Talisker knew exactly what it was. Yeah, we're developing that for, for uh, bourbons, and we're, we're, we've got a list uh, that we're putting together, and, and that list will be uh, on the website that accompanies the, the bourbon kit. So it's actually somewhat interactive as well. And, and we're making it even more so because each of the each of the kits comes with a uh, with a, an activation code, and you sign onto the website, and there will be interactive content, and we'll be updating that content on a regular basis so that people will will be able to to put their their if they've developed a, a flavor profile for a specific bourbon like. Mictors toasted. They'll be able to put it up on the website, and uh, and everybody will be able to to look at that and, and reproduce it. So I guess with that, I mean, have you found? And let's leave a rye out of this. But have you found like two particular brands of bourbon that are just completely like polar opposites of one another? We like to contrast high rye versus weeded bourbons when we're doing our our introductory uh, event. What we do is we we pull a and and typically we use. Uh, we use Old Forester 86, 
and we use uh, either Old Fitzgerald or Makers uh, as the weeded. Um, that, of course, Old Forester is, is rye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it's a nice contrast because you can see the difference in the pepper, the level of pepper that's that's uh, under, underlying it, the difference in the spices underlying it. Because that rye whiskey, high rye whiskey, which which is most common, uh, is uh, is always going to have that underlying peppery flavor, depending on you know how 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 uh, large the the portion of it is in the in the mash bill. Uh, and the wheated is just not going to have as much as much spice um, because those congeners are, are kind of are just not either not there or or de-emphasized in the wheated. So another question for you all is: if somebody goes and purchases one of your kits, like is it like a twenty-four hour turnaround time? They're like, all right, I've got my senses down, or is it just like it's a continual involvement and a continual training? And I guess how long does it really take to kind of go through that kit and and really start? Um, thinking like, what's the what's the usual turnaround time that you you really start developing a better a better sense of, of knowing exactly what you are smelling? It, it it you can you can ramp up. It's like any other kind of learning. You can ramp up very quickly to a level of proficiency that is is fairly impressive. We do a two hour introduction that basically enables people to to dissect the five basic areas of the flavor wheel. The real long-term value of it is the ability, if, if the value were just the training session, you could come to the training session and go on with your life. But but people take the kits because they want to continue their exploration. And when you go somewhere and, and uh, taste 10 or 12 or 20 bourbons you need to reorient yourself your your palate sort of loses track of itself after a while and everything blends into a big mush and and we're in conversations right now with a couple of bourbon contests who are who are thinking about using portions of what we do uh, for the judges to reorient their noses in the middle of the contests, in the middle of the competitions it's a lot of fun with a group of people to to just stand around and pull out different aromas and try them and see if you can guess what they are and find them in the drink. But it really should be an ongoing process. That's why we sell kits instead of just training. Um, and, And there's an extensive book that comes with the kit that helps you through the process and understanding the significance of what you're smelling. Um, and, and it's, it can be goofy fun. You're, you can become proficient very quickly. You can actually start, uh, noticing the flavors almost immediately uh, once you start using the the bourbon kit. Some of the flavors are more subtle. Some of them uh, will dissipate more quickly than others. It really is an ongoing uh, education process. You can become as proficient as you want to be, but if you use one of these uh, every day for a week um, and just spend an hour recognizing the the aromas. And going through the aromas each day, you can be a, a an absolute rock star, like Tom said, in a week's time. But it really is a lifelong learning kit. There, or there's enough of the of the solution of each aroma that it'll last you for. I mean, you can't train yourself out of you. You will not run out of the aromas uh, unless you're training yourself and several of your friends. Do aromas change? 
with the type of, let's just say you actually have a, a glass of bourbon, and, and this was actually something that we had, one of a past, uh, past guests that we had on the show, and she put something out there that, uh, that Marion Bards actually put out there, and she said that aromas will change because of density levels and stuff like that, depending upon the type of glass you have your bourbon in. So is there kind of any kind of truth to that? Like, is, is, is there, is there uh, the way that the aromas sit or the chemical balance of it that could possibly change the way a, a bourbon smells? Absolutely. The type of glassware you use is going to change the way that the aromas... Part of it is that it changes the way the alcohol dissipates. There, there's a new, uh, a new glass coming out uh, that, that, that has a Kickstarter attached to it, and they've reached their capacity, so they're in production on their, on their first run. Uh, and I'm not going to mention it because I'm not sure uh, uh, what, our, what our issue might be. And it, no, there's no issue at all. But no, I actually saw that same exact Kickstarter, and it's got like this like vortex looking glass and whatever, right? So exactly, it, yeah. Exactly. Now you've got standard Glencairn glasses. You've got different sizes of Glencairn. The little Glencairn glasses, the kind of the standard Glencairn, it's great for sipping out of, and it's great for drinking. But the bigger uh, cocktail Glencairn is probably the better a better glass for tasting and, and nosing bourbons and, and whiskeys of any kind, because that allows the alcohol to dissipate and go out of the glass and, and you'll get the underlying uh, flavor notes. With that, getting the alcohol to dissipate, you know, that's what a lot of people, they say, you know, when you pour a bourbon, you've got to let it air out a little bit. Um, so, so kind of talk about a little bit about that. I know we're hitting to the top of the hour, but I kind of want to, I have these burning questions I want to ask. So kind of talk about, you know, letting something air out to let some of that alcohol dissipate so you can really get those better aromas, um, out of a, out of a, some bourbon. Everything is going to evolve over time. There are aromas that are more volatile and there are aromas that are less volatile. And the, the alcohol is the most volatile thing typically in a, in a glass of whiskey. So all that is going to evaporate at different rates. And uh, if you if you if you pour a glass of scotch or pour a glass of bourbon and let it sit there for a while, it's going to taste different an hour from now than it tastes right than it tastes immediately, and it's going to taste much different twenty four hours from now. And the key to that is just evaporation and, and the volatility of each of the each of the uh, the aromas. We could go into the science of it. And talk about it all day long, but uh, it, it's quite boring and quite mind-numbing. So another important point is you've heard us talk about the aroma strips, which are are or the the uh, perfumers' paper strips. That's specially constructed paper that not only doesn't have its own aroma, but that when you dip it into the to the aromatic acid and let it sit, it cha- it mimics the change in aroma over the course of slowly sipping a glass of bourbon. That change that Robert was talking about happens in the perfumer strips as well. So that when you first smell the aroma strip, it's going to smell one way. When you come back to it 10 minutes later, it's going to smell differently. So I know we're, we're reaching the top. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, lastly, if you if you not if you want to get the uh, the kits and kind of go on your own journey and start learning it, um, that's awesome. But I also want you to talk about some of the because you guys also host some classes, right? So you can actually get there in person and sort of have a, a, a hands on relationship and, and understand exactly uh, firsthand what you're doing. Because I think for at least for me, I learn much better in a classroom setting than I do trying to like watch online video tutorials or uh, or read a book or something like that 
Especially if in the classroom setting, someone is pouring you bourbon. Yes, much easier, right? We have class single spirits classes, and each of our events is uh, typically spirit-specific. So we do, we do bourbon events. We do, uh, we do scotch events, scotch and Irish whiskey events. We do a gin uh, event, and we do wine events. And soon we'll be doing a rum event. Uh, because we have a rum kit coming out, which is going to be, which is going to be interesting. I know this isn't a rum podcast, but uh, when all of that rum starts flowing out of Cuba after it opens up, you're going to find some really interesting flavors. Uh, regardless, we do a two-hour uh, introductory session for uh, individual spirits or a wine session, and we also do one-day individual single spirit classes. Um, we're, we're currently working on our first quarter, uh, 2016 schedule. Uh, we expect to have, uh, several classes in, we're, we're, we're targeting Chicago, Columbus, and, uh, Louisville currently for January and, 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 or early February. And then our, our schedule will be available on the website. There's sort of two ways that we do that. One way is we have a class and, and people come in for their professional advancement. And the other way, and we've done this a couple of times now, is that, that a bar or a restaurant that is trying to build a bourbon program has us come in and do staff training for them. So it, it, there are events that are both kind of open to the public and then people who book us privately to come in and, and just talk to their staff. Well, that's awesome. I can totally see that being a, a, a huge driver. Uh, I think the first thing that they need to figure out on some of those menus for these places that become, uh, they're trying to be whiskey bars or whatever, they've got to take Jack Daniels off the bourbon list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. You had to go there, didn't you? Yeah, I had to. You know, <laughs> Kentucky native, I got I to gotta go ahead and fly my flag. I have no argument uh, with that. <laughs> So, Tom and Robert, I want to say first off, uh, thank you for being on the show today. It was a pleasure talking about um, all these things because this is something that I, I feel I'm, I'm very novice to, and uh, at least with the, the aromas, the aroma side, I, I want to be able to learn more. And um, you can definitely count me in on, on, on trying to learn more and uh, probably probably getting one of those kits as well. But if people do want to buy kits and they want to find you online, how do they do that? Aromaacademy.us. When you go in, there's you know it's just a regular old website. There's a shop button. Um, if, if you want to get complicated about it, you can go to aromaacademy.us slash bourbon one, which will tell you specific information about the bourbon kit itself. As I said, the bourbon kit is brand new. We're starting kind of curriculum development on that. We've done the bur- we've done five or six, or I don't know what the number is, uh, training sessions with bourbon and are, are tweaking the curriculum to get the right balance. We're getting really good feedback on it. But we have all the other things, and uh, we do try to make our website interesting and entertaining. You can also follow us. We are at Aroma Academy US on Twitter. And Aroma Academy US has a uh, page on Facebook. Uh, again, we, we try to add some entertainment value to things, but we also uh, are publishing information about where, where our training is available. And we will be announcing our schedule for early next year in the couple of week, next couple of weeks. So I, th- I think that's probably more information than you wanted. But no, it's perfect. Yeah, I've been you, for a long time, and I'm used to getting paid by the word. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, one final note: uh, we are having a, uh, a pre-order sale on our bourbon kit. We're guaranteeing delivery by uh, by December fifteenth. 
uh, if you order before repeal day, which is the 5th, December 5th, and we're offering 20% off of the uh, bourbon kits uh, during that time period. Oh, man, now now the rush is on us to get this, go ahead and post this uh, the next two days then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll figure something out for your listeners, and uh, we'll let you know. You can put it up on your website. We'll get them a coupon code or something so they can they can carry that through for a few extra days if if uh, the air date of this is... That's fantastic. Yeah, just have them, you, you follow, follow these guys on Twitter and then send them a direct message, and then they can probably give you a coupon code or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. For sure. Well, awesome, Tom and Robert. Uh, again, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, this has been uh, really enlightening, uh, in, in my opinion. So, uh, Ryan, close us out. That was really awesome. I, when I drink bourbon or wine or food for or just sit down for a good meal, I like I like to zone out and like really focus on the flavors and the the smells and I and I lack like that knowledge and I guess vocabulary of what I'm looking for. So I think this would be a really cool thing to get for somebody that's into bourbon or anything, you know, in food or, you know, spirits. I think, I think you would really enjoy a product like this to kind of keep exploring, you know, these products and discovering, you know, what's in the, the quality and, and so forth. So it's I really one, appreciate your time and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to buy a nice bottle of bourbon. It's the other thing to actually understand and, and get those flavors out of it. So you can really enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so appreciating it or enjoying it. Absolutely. And thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can review and listen to old podcasts on our website at bourbonpursuit.com. Please uh, keep giving us feedback and suggestions for shows. That's kind of how we got this one. The past few we've gotten from suggestions. So uh, just keep that coming and we appreciate y'all listening we'll see you next time